Hello and welcome to Beatles Therapy. I'm your host, Brett Bessa. So today is going to be our first emergency slash news podcast. From here on out, I'm going to be calling those I Saw the News Today, which is, you know, a fitting title. Um, but just before we get into the news, just a few small things to take care of here. Um, if you like hearing your podcasts on Google Play Music, Beatles Therapy is now on Google Play Music. So if you want to see us there, just go there. Second, if you need to email us, our email is beetlestherapy at gmail.com. So if you want to reach out to us that way, please feel free to do so. And third, for those of you who listened to my interview with Sydney Bessa, you might recall that in the introduction to that episode, I said episodes will come out randomly. I would like to make an addendum to that. Random wasn't exactly the right word to have used. While I do not commit to an exact and set release schedule, I will try to shoot for about once a week. If I don't always get there, you know, don't freak out. If your episode's not there every Tuesday morning, I'm going to try my best. But at this point in time, weekly is a goal. And I'm sure as these go on, you know, we'll hit that goal more and more often. Fair enough. All right, let's get to the news. So, for those of you who listen to this podcast, you're probably big Beatles fans, and you probably knew that Sgt. Pepper is getting a 50th anniversary release, which is really, really cool, and I am really, really excited. So, what they did was they completely remixed the entire album, so it's a new stereo remix. Apparently, they've brought the drum track up in the mix and the bass. So those are going to be more prominent. You can already hear a little bit of that on the YouTube teaser trailers that the Beatles have put out. Um, now, keep in mind that, you know, when you put videos on YouTube, the audio gets compressed, so you're not going to end up with what it exactly sounds like on the album, but it kind of sounds like they moved stuff around in the soundscape with the drums being on the right channel now. So we'll see. But it just, it sounds better. It's hard to describe, but it does sound better, and I am looking forward to that. So, the one CD with the remixed album will be available. There's also going to be a two CD deluxe set with the second CD comprising of heretofore unreleased studio takes. Now, the weird thing is, when they get to the six CD set, they do tell you exactly what, what takes they're releasing, but with the two CD set, I have yet to find exactly what takes are going to be on the second CD of that. So we're not sure yet exactly what's going to be on that one. That two-disc set will also be available in vinyl. 
Now the really big one to get to is the six disc super deluxe set, which is going to be really, really cool. So the first CD is going to be, you know, the remix stereo album. The second CD is going to be one disc of unreleased studio takes. Now, some of these have already been released on Anthology 2. That was a little disappointing to see that, you know, something that we already knew and already had is going to be on here. But since it's supposed to be the complete, you know, sessions, I can't really fault them. There's also a lot of these that have been available on bootlegs. Now, you know, when they say released, they mean officially released. So it's hard to blame them for that. Um, but for those of us who are looking for a little bit more, eh, you know, it's it's not wholly undisappointing. I mean, there is still a few there that have not been released or heard yet, to the best of my knowledge, which is pretty cool. However, on that third CD, they do have a lot of studio takes that just plainly have never been heard before. Stuff like, you know, the takes 1 and 3 of fixing a hole, uh, takes 1 and 12 of getting better, and takes 1 and 6 of she's leaving home. So those should be pretty cool to hear. Now, something to note is that the infamously shy track, Carnival of Light, will not be appearing on this release. Yes, I know, I'm very sad too. For those of you not in the know, Carnival of Light was supposed to be this experimental track that Paul McCartney was working on during the Sgt. Pepper sessions where he was taking up a lot of electronic sounds and then remixing them into a just completely new song. I imagine it would have sounded something like Revolution 9, but again, no one really knows because no one has heard the damn thing. It's supposed to be, the, it's this famous unreleased track. No one's ever heard it. And a lot of people were pretty sure that this was going to be the time for it to, you know, rear its head and everyone could get a listen to it. Um, but sadly, it's not here. Now, the rumors have always been that the George Harrison estate is blocking that now because when he was alive, George Harrison originally blocked it for release in the original anthology series. So it's disappointing not to see it here. However, I don't think it's this, you know, undiscovered masterpiece that's going to blow everyone's socks off if we end up ever do hearing it. Yeah, I'm not getting my hopes up, but, you know, it just would have been nice to hear just to hear it just just for the fact that it's this unreleased thing and now it'd be here. But sadly, it's not. And I think if they were going to, this would have been the time to do it. So sadly, no Carnival of Light. Now, for the discs four and five, disc four is going to be a reissue of the original mono mix, which is pretty cool. Now, on this CD, they will also be putting on Strawberry Fields Forever and Penny Lane, which were originally part of the Sgt. Pepper sessions and were put out as a single prior to Sgt. Pepper's. They were also released with Magical Mystery Tour. So, you know, a lot of people just view it as a single from 67, but for me, who grew up listening to the Beatles on albums, for me, this always feels like something that belongs on Magical Mystery Tour. I know it was recorded during the Sgt. Pepper sessions, and it came out, you know, before Sgt. Pepper, but for me, this has always felt more of part of Magical Mystery Tours. So it feels a little weird to have this stuff on Sgt. Pepper's. Plus, I don't like it how they just kind of tacked it right onto the end after the album. George Martin always said that he made a really big mistake not putting them on the album, and I think they would have made the album stronger had they put it on, but we never know where exactly in the track list it would have gone. So I think sticking it on the end after a day in the life is just kind of a weird move, and 
you know, I'm not really sure. And it's not like we can ask him now, and I don't ever think he even got that far in the planning process. So I just don't feel like it belongs necessarily. I mean, it kind of does, and it kind of doesn't, you know, but for me, it just feels like this thing that should be best left to Magical Mystery Tour. Now, discs five and six are a Blu-ray and a DVD. Uh, they both feature a 5.1 surround sound mix of Sgt. Pepper, which I bet is going to sound really cool. They're also reissuing a 1992 documentary film called The Making of Sgt. Pepper. So I would really like to see this, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. And they've restored a lot of the promotional films. So A Day in the Life, Strawberry Fields Forever, and Penny Lane have been restored in 4K. All in all, the six CD Super Deluxe set is a really compelling package. It's a little pricey for 150 bucks, but I guess they're going to get, you know, the collectors on board and try and get them to, you know, cash out a little bit here. Really, my only complaint, aside from not hearing Carnival of Light, is the fact that no other albums to this date have gotten this kind of extensive treatment. I know Sgt. Pepper is, you know, the landmark album. I know Rolling Stone rated it as the best album of all time, but for me, I don't even think it's the Beatles' best album. So it's a little disappointing to see, you know, Revolver get completely, you know, shrugged off, you know, comparatively. And then Sgt. Pepper got all this attention. Um, I think that, you know, Rubber Soul and Revolver deserve the same treatment. I think they were just as important albums, and we would have liked to have seen a similar treatment for that stuff. That's a little disappointing, and frankly, I don't know if they're not going to do it for the 50th. You know, are they going to do it for the 51st anniversary? Probably not. And I don't want to wait around until 75. So this leaves me wondering, are they ever going to do this type of treatment for any other of these albums? And if so, when? It never makes sense any other time other than your 50th, you know, except for these big notable anniversaries. So that's really disappointing. But only disappointing in comparison, because this Sgt. Pepper's release looks to be really awesome and really thorough and really extensive. So I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on it. Now, whether they will do something next year comparatively for the White Album, who knows? I would guess not. But for now, I'm just happy to get some of those studio takes, because for me, that stuff's like catnip. So anyway, thank you very much for listening, and in the next episode, we will be doing our song-by-song -song breakdown of Misery. It's getting better all the time. Yeah.